Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. This is Writing Class Radio. I'm Andrea Askowitz, your host and teacher. This is our Happy New Year bonus episode. We're in our first semester. There are 10 classes, so you have three to go. But we are interrupting our first semester to give you a taste of who's to come in our second semester. You'll meet Frenchie, who took my class years ago and is now back. You'll also meet Toby Ash, Cynthia Castillo, and Nikki Post. And you'll hear from some of our old friends from season one. For the in-class prompt, I played Old Lang Syne. This is Frenchie singing her rendition. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old? Hi, this is Patricia, and in this class I'm known as Frenchie, because we were doing a story a couple of years ago, and I, I talked about a literary convention called Encadrement, which is like a story within a story, and how the story is framed, literally, and uh, ever since then, I've been known affectionately as Frenchie. <laughs> Bam! Affectionately part, yes, very, very affectionately. It's my favorite nickname. It's en quatre quatre and, and it's my favorite nickname. I've been called lots of things, you know. <laughs> In response to the prompt, Frenchie gave us this: three, two, one, Happy New Year! It was a really cool scene. One of those which made me feel like a hippie. Everyone at the party was an actor, singer, dancer, musician. We passed around a guitar and sang each other songs. I was awash in the collective creativity, trying to remember everybody's names and getting a little drunk. The ball had dropped. I sat down on the stairs looking at Chris and wondering if I'd get that first kiss of the new year, but we had only been together a number of weeks, so I just sat there, staring into his crystal gray eyes. He was looking into mine, silently asking for permission. Now I want to know if Frenchie got the kiss. I'm guessing no, because one fact that emerged from everyone's writing prompt was no one in our class has fun on New Year's Eve. Also, no one knows what the song is and why we sing it. So I did some research. To find out the story behind Old Lang Syne, stay tuned. Toby Ash is a new student in our class. She also lends her ears to help us edit our podcast. I asked Toby why she writes. I write because a lot of times there's things that you just can't say. And when you put a pen in your hand and you put it on the paper, sometimes that stuff that stays hidden has a place to go. You just have to let it out. And that's the best way. It's, it's therapy for free. Do you want free therapy? For just $75, you can take a writing class with me. 
For just $75, you get free therapy and a free Michael Roger notebook, the most beautiful tree-free notebooks ever made. A lot of people hesitate to say that writing class is therapy, but I agree with Toby. Writing is therapy. Writing requires that you look inward, hard. A good story is created when the author does the work of figuring out why. I'm saying a good story is more than just, this is what happened to me. A good story answers, why did this happen to me? Why did I act the way I acted? And how did I change because of this experience? This process is therapeutic. It's also really fun. On January 23rd, 2016, we're offering a class open to the public at Books and Books in Coral Gables. Class starts at 10 a.m. To register, go to writingclassradio.com. Here's Toby Ash's story, prompted by Old Lang Syne. song for New Year's Eve. (laughs) The way it starts, should old acquaintance be forgot? What is old Lang Syne? I'm campaigning to get the song changed. Maybe Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive about the previous year. Or the sun will come out tomorrow. Maybe I'm just bitter because I was left alone on New Year's Eve. We were supposed to meet at a club in Coconut Grove. I thought I had been rejected, dumped on this expensive evening. I wore a pale blue evening gown that had cost me 28 hours of hard work. I'd even paid to get my hair done. I wore my grandmother's diamond earrings. I cursed him as I stood alone as this infernal song played at top volume and confetti rained down and people kissed over and over again. I said, I hope he has a good excuse like he's dead. (laughs) not knowing that his mangled body lay on a blood-stained piece of concrete. I can't listen to that song. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, what a roller coaster. Songs bring up so much for people. This song brought Toby right back to that moment, which she told me was more than 30 years ago. I called Toby and asked her some follow-up questions. These are not the type of questions I would ask in class as her editor. But I care about Toby, and I was curious, as I'm sure we all were. Did he die? He was actually very injured. He didn't die right away, um, but he did die as a result of the injuries. Um, And was he someone that you were seriously dating? I actually took it that it was going to be serious because New Year's Eve is such a loaded evening. And I thought that if he was inviting me out for New Year's Eve, that this had tremendous potential. So I asked, how did it feel to hear that song? You can't forget certain things. I mean, sometimes forgetting is a blessing, but I don't want to be reminded every year when I hear this song about that feeling of of being abandoned and wondering what had happened, thinking that it was me, and then that tiny little flash of relief that said, no, it wasn't you, but it was something so much worse. So that's, that's what the song triggers in me. 
I mean, in, or have you written about this incident? Like, how have you no. kind of coped over the years with this incident? Well, this is weird. I I have not gone to any, and I mean any, New Year's Eve function since that time. And I thought it was just because, you know, it's so expensive and it's so ridiculous that, you know, this night and the traffic and everything... But I realized when we were writing it, I hate this night because of what it it represented to me. It was very overwhelming. So I'm sitting there in the room listening to, I guess, some kind of Celtic version. But I just wanted to go over and smash your phone because I was like, I didn't want to really deal with this right now. But it was good because I was actually able to extract that painful moment from my life, put it literally on notebook lined paper and see it there for what it really, really was. And on the drive home, I was so sad. I was so sad because I finally, I guess, felt it 30-something years later. That was Toby Ash, who was brave and honest and so graciously and gracefully answered my questions. Next, you'll meet Cynthia Castillo. I asked Cynthia to tell us how she got interested in writing. And I grew up writing, and I remember when I was a teenager, I didn't think my life was tragic enough, and I needed more tragedy in my life to be a good writer. And so, uh, unfortunately, shortly after I wished that, tragedy struck, and now I have all kinds of of fodder to, to feed my writing. Cynthia has written about the death of her parents, which you'll hear more about in season two when she reveals the whole story. I do want to say, though, that having a tragic life is not a prerequisite for being a writer. For example, you can write about anything, like how your mom didn't want you to be a lesbian or how your dad didn't like your stories to go on and on. You may remember hearing bits of those stories, my stories, in previous episodes of this podcast. Next, Cynthia tells us why she dreads New Year's Eve. I never heard that song until I was an adult. My parents were immigrants. They came from Colombia and the Dominican Republic. And while I've never spent a New Year's in either of those countries, I'm pretty sure they don't play that song there when the clock strikes midnight like they do here. I was 21 when I first heard it, and for years and years and years after that, I dreaded it. I never really understood the words. I didn't want to, but I could feel the sadness of the lyrics. Maybe it wasn't a sad song, but I could feel the sadness of those around me while the song played. Perhaps it was my own sadness I was feeling. Every year before that New Year's, I was with my parents, at least one of them. This year I had to go be around strangers and pretend I was happy that another year had passed and another year was on its way. is next. If you want to get to know Bo better, you can find him in episode 5 of season 1, where he tells the one about trying to convince the world and himself that he was straight. Also on our blog at writingclassradio.com, Bo tells the story about how his writing career began in middle school when he wrote a porno novella.
Oh my God, my flight got canceled and I'm stuck at a budget hotel near the airport in Prague on New Year's Eve. Well, at least they have entertainment. International singer, the sign said. Man, she's wearing a lot of blue eyeshadow. I'd rather be home on New Year's Eve, and I don't just mean in Miami. I like to stay home on New Year's Eve. Several years ago, I gave up on going out on the most special night of the year. Everything is crazy expensive, crowded, and always a disappointment. New Year's Eve is the night I stay home and clean my closet. I clean behind the shelves. It makes me feel like I'm getting a good start to the new year. I'm totally with Bo on New Year's Eve. We stay home. Actually, our ball drops at 9 p.m. It's getting harder to fool the kids now that one is 12. But just before nine every year, I get everything ready. The noisemakers, the confetti, the grapes. In our house, we've gathered a bunch of traditions, mostly Venezuelan because my wife is Venezuelan. We eat 12 grapes for 12 months of good luck. We wear yellow underwear, not sure why. And at the stroke of midnight, I mean nine, we count down. Ten, nine, eight. And then we jump off the couch into the new year. This is a Danish tradition I got from a very good Danish friend. I think it totally makes sense to jump into the new year. Also, just after midnight, we run outside with suitcases for a year filled with travel. I don't really like to go anywhere, so I don't do the suitcase thing. But Vicky and the kids love that one, so they're out the door. You may have noticed no one said anything about resolutions. Maybe because, like me, they can't keep them. I'm really a dud, and I have mixed feelings about it. Like, when did I get so boring? I'm so boring that every year I resolve to drink more. I mean, relax, have a drink, enjoy. Then two weeks in, I'm back on the wagon. This year, I'm going to try harder. What's your New Year's resolution? I know a good one. Start writing. And I know a way to get you kick-started. Come to my writing class on January 23rd, 2016. You don't have to have lived a tragic life. And you don't have to be a seasoned writer. All levels welcome. Everybody has a story. You are guaranteed to walk out feeling inspired. Sign up at writingclassradio.com. The next student you'll hear, Nikki Post, has traveled the world. Her stories are set in Thailand, Bolivia, Spain, and Korea. Obviously, Nikki runs outside with her suitcase every year at midnight. I asked her what inspires her to travel. Sometimes I go places because I realize I don't know anything about it or I don't know the people and I realize I'm afraid of it. So I do it to, so that I'm not afraid anymore to prove that, that it's not scary. Next is Nikki's story about teaching English in Korea. Korean students don't take breaks. They study English. 
They don't go to relatives for Christmas or take a summer holiday to Japan, at least not for more than a couple days. They study English. They study English all year, all year long, after school, at English academies. And during summer and winter breaks, the fierceness of English, English study is kicked up a notch. God forbid your neighbor's child studies English more than yours. Keeping up with the Kims. In the winter of 2007, I ended my contract early with my English hagwon, or after-school academy, and I took a one-month teaching job at an English camp in Gimhae. Getting an English camp gig is big for English teachers in Korea. Half the work, double the money for a short period of time. At the end of the camp, there was to be a big presentation and showcase, as Korean schools and camps love to do, to show how the students par- show the students' parents how much their children were able to memorize in a short period of time. Dr. Park, the camp director, spoke perfect, perfect English, almost too perfect, and he had this shitty grin on his face all the time that made you not trust him. For the final showcase, he wanted all the kids to sing Old Lang Syne. I didn't even know those were the proper words for the New Year's song until Dr. Park. None of the teachers wanted to force a bunch of middle school Korean kids to memorize an Old English song. We, and the students, wanted something more relevant, like that Thank You song that plays in the background of that Eminem song. But Dr. Park wanted it. That and some old Simon and Garfunkel song that was cool when he was a student in the States. So here's another alternative suggestion for the old Lang Syne song. Thank you by Ditto. It's not so bad. I like Toby's suggestion. Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. class, I asked Allison if she made any New Year's resolutions. She said no, but if she did, they'd involve having more sex. New Year's Eve has never been a favorite event. Before kids, I'd have friends over and eat stone crabs. Post kids, I attempt to watch the ball drop, but usually fall asleep by 10. When she was in my life, the first New Year's Eve was horrible. We'd been dating for six months, and I was sure I'd be included at his best friend's New Year's Eve party. But he went alone, saying it was not his call. I sat home crying and wrote him a letter. It was full of whys and what the fucks. I couldn't understand why he wouldn't want me there. The last two New Year's Eves with G were very memorable. I came home from photographing a party, New Year's Eve 2012, and G was sitting in my clawfoot chub, naked, Candles lighting the bathroom and the scent of lemongrass filling the room. I didn't expect him to be in my house. It was 10 p.m. and I thought he was at his friend's house. I slowly undressed and joined him in the tub. The following New Year's Eve, I made sea bass and sweet potato puree. I would get the kids to bed early so we would dine and relive the previous New Year's Eve. Instead, he called at 7 p.m. to say he wasn't coming over, ever. According to Wikipedia, Old Lang Syne is a Scottish poem written in 1788 by a bloke called Robert Burns. His poem was set to the tune of a traditional folk song and used to say goodbye to the old year. 227 years later, Americans are using this song to say goodbye to the old year. Today, we're using it to say goodbye to 2015. 
The lyrics translated from Old Scottish mean old long ago, meaning for old time's sake. The song starts with a rhetorical question. Should we forget old friends? Of course not. We'll take a cup of kindness yet. Let's drink for old time's sake. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. This episode was produced by Diego Saldana Rojas, Alison Langer, and me, Andrea Askowitz. Theme music by Astromaps, and all musical renditions of Old Lang Syne by Frenchie. That was Frenchie on vocals, guitar, piano, and lips. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.